Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Small businesses bring Utah together. They inspire goodness and connect communities. These are their stories from Mighty Main Street, brought to you by the Utah Office of Tourism and Visit Salt Lake. Here's our host, Chris Redgrave, on KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Mighty Main Street on KSL, the faces and places of Utah. This business show features interviews with our small business community that make us proud while driving our Utah job market. We're supported by Utah Office of Tourism and Visit Salt Lake. Jessica Merrill, thank you for joining us with Discover Davis. And um, as we just mentioned, you're the tourism brand for Davis County, up and coming, fabulous county. And I can't wait to hear more about it. I went to your website and checked out some of the pictures and the fun videos that you guys have done. Jessica, it looks like you guys are having a blast. Is that just my imagination? No, we absolutely are. You know what? That's kind of the great thing about being in northern Utah. No matter what, every season, uh, there's always something fun to do. I could tell going to your website, you guys are doing some fun marketing. Tell us about some of the initiatives that are going on with Davis County. I mean, especially with all these people moving into the state of Utah and people are looking for the right place to live. Jessica, tell us some of the things that are going on with Davis County and why you're so excited about your Discover Davis initiative. Yeah, so Discover Davis, um, our tagline is actually Utah's amusement capital. Part of that kind of came to fruition or light, as as most people kind of know is or be aware of, is Lagoon Amusement Park. It's the only amusement park in Utah. Um, However, but we also have five other amusement centers along with many other family-friendly activity centers in Davis. But beyond that, the word amusement can mean something different for everyone. Uh, Amusement means something that creates laughter, provides entertainment, uh, it makes you happy, and it brings you joy. So for one person, they may find joy and happiness in outdoor recreation, or maybe it's golfing or shopping or through the arts and the theater. Um, Whatever it may be, Davis can offer that and more. So that is what makes us Utah's amusement capital. I think that's brilliant. You know what, Jessica, is so cool about this? Do we ever need amusement? I don't know if you had a chance to look at that cat lawyer video that went that just all over the world. People were looking at this cat video. (laughs) It was hysterical. These two lawyers trying to talk to each other. And I guess his granddaughter had put a TikTok, some type of program in and hit the cat was him. And as he spoke, the cat was speaking this lawyerese. It was hysterical. But anyway, we are we need this right now, Jessica. We need Davis right now. We need some we need some laughter and some joy. And so thank goodness. And I love the fact that you're owning that. By the way, Lagoon, isn't it like the oldest family-owned amusement park in the United States? It has some kind of big distinction, doesn't it? 
Yeah, it's actually the largest uh, amusement, a family-owned amusement park in the country. Um, and I believe it's one of the oldest family-owned. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, it's one of the largest uh, west of Mississippi. And, you know, that's what, you know, it's got a lot of history. And, uh, I mean, it's been around since the late 1800s. Uh, so we're, we're very lucky that Lagoon is in Davis County and, you know, kind of really helps contribute to our tourism economy and, and the community. Well, do you know how many generations have memories of Lagoon? My gosh. I took my niece there. We, she had her own Lagoon Pass. That's how much we hung out at Lagoon. I mean, you know, I go back to the day where they had that old white rickety roller coaster with the goats that were eating the grass underneath. And <laughs> and we had a blast. And the, it has changed and grown so much. That is a, a phenomenal amusement park because you know why? They keep reinvesting their money. So I think that's a great mm-hmm. anchor statement to your initiative of amusement in Davis County. It really is. And Lagoon is, you know, it, it does both the best worlds. It, it nods to their heritage and their history. Uh, that white roller coaster is still there. Uh, but as you said, they also are kind of being more innovative as well and bringing in a lot of new things on top of that. So you kind of get both of those uh, those worlds when you visit uh, Lagoon. And it's, and it's a great experience. And that's why, you know, is we are very lucky that that is um, an offering in our community. But that's just kind of the beginning. There's a lot of other things as well uh, that we wanted to try to capitalize on as being that amusement. As you mentioned, a lot of people, we, we all need amusement in our lives right now. Anything that can bring us joy and happiness is always something to look forward to. I agree. Tell me about the other amusement centers. Is this something that, how did this happen? How did you just start building these family-friendly amusement centers? Um, You know, honestly, it kind of just started organically. I mean, a lot of, some of the businesses are franchise, um, such as Boondocks um, or Sequest Aquarium, which is the only interactive aquarium in Utah. Um, But then we also have some locally owned ones as well, like the Rush Funplex, which I believe is the biggest amusement center in Utah. Um, which is all indoors, so you have bowling, go-karting, a rock wall, all those arcades, the whole, you know, traditional experience of of an amusement center. And so really it just kind of all organically kind of came together and really just kind of helped build all these different activities here in the county. So Jessica, what shifts have you and your team had to make with your amusement center so people feel COVID safe and friendly? Just tell me what's going on in Davis to really protect that reputation that you have, make sure people have joy, but at the same time feel safe. So a lot of our indoor amusement centers obviously had to do a lot of changing and being adaptive to the current climate that everybody has been dealing with over the last year. Um, And, you know, implementing definitely safety measures and making sure that it's a safe environment, uh, social distancing and things like that. But, you know, the other aspect of it is Davis County has a lot of outdoor recreation as well that um, can also provide that amusement aspect. Uh, We do have the Wasatch Mountains right on our east, and then we have the Great Salt Lake, which Antelope Island State Park obviously is a very big draw and a lot of great um, outdoor recreational opportunities out there. So you kind of get that again, you can do indoor, outdoor, uh, and all are very safe. All Everyone who is responsible for those areas in entertainment are taking uh, the safety to the most, you know, up place, um, you know, the most to make sure that it's great for everybody to enjoy and safely. Antelope Island, aren't they part of the Dark Sky Initiative right now that's going on in the state of Utah? They are. They are. Uh, they became a dark sky park a few years ago. And actually, the winter is the best time to see um, the dark sky out there. And I highly recommend um, if anyone has not been out to Antelope Island, it really is. Once you get out there, it's, it's a different experience than you would ever imagine. Um, it really is a Utah's gem 
that, you know, you would never expect being out on Great Salt Lake. You just kind of see this island, but it really does provide a, a wonderful, unique atmosphere for visitors. Well, I didn't realize until I had a chance to talk to the state initiative around Dark Sky that we actually have light pollution. And that's one of the reasons we can't see the Big Dipper or maybe a hard time mm-hmm. seeing the North Star in Salt Lake City because of the all the lights. Isn't this the number one place in the United States for dark skies? Don't we have something like 21 accreditations? Yeah, I don't remember the exact number, but yes, we are definitely the highest up there. And I believe there's still either some that just got uh, some other state parks in the state that just got awarded that or they're in the process. And so, yeah, Utah is definitely priding itself on being kind of this hub for all these different opportunities for dark sky parks that people can visit. And a lot of people think, oh, they're always just in southern Utah with our national parks and our our other uh, more rural areas. But you can actually find in urban northern Utah, Wasatch Front, you have a dark sky park uh, within driving distance. Is the population really growing in Davis County? Are you bringing attracting a lot of people in? It really is, yes. We are the smallest county by land mass, but yet the third highest in population. So we uh, we definitely have a lot of growth here, not only with businesses, but also people moving to the area. Um, and it just kind of seems to keep growing like everywhere else in the rest of the state. Well, it's, it's a sweet location because you're close enough to the capital city. If you want to go in, maybe go to the Utah Symphony or whatever, you're close enough there. But you kind of have this feeling of getting out or getting away. I absolutely agree. I always kind of say that to people. I say, you know, I live in a town that is in an urban county. It's really close to Salt Lake or, you know, any of any places that you feel like you can get to and go do all these little, um, you know, entertainment options. But I feel like I live in a small town. The the town I live in and the community I live in, um, I don't feel like the hustle and bustle that I would if you lived in the capital city or whatnot. So it really is a good area and close proximity to a lot of things. I mean, even we offer a lot of that here. And so it's just it's a wonderful place to live and work and visit as well. Tell me about, we just finished interviewing um, Contender Bicycles, and we were talking about bike trails. Tell me about the commitment that Davis County has to the outdoors. Yeah, so outdoors, um, and especially outdoor initiatives, is a huge um, part of our tourism kind of strategies and initiatives moving forward. Um, A lot of our funding comes from hotel and restaurant tax, and so part of that is we're also wanting to build up our community. So with that, we have a lot of trails that we're um, helping not only construct and pay for, but also we're Working with cities and stuff to also create more trails. Uh, right now, we're in the process of finishing out the Bonneville Shoreline Trail, uh, which obviously, um, you know, stretches all the way from northern Utah uh, all the way down to Utah County. And we've got about, you know, 20 miles or so that we're trying to finish. And that will be a, a few-year project. It's, uh, it's a big initiative. But, you know, outdoor recreation is something that everyone can enjoy, whether it's locals, visitors, anybody that wants to either mountain bike or hike, they can enjoy and take care of our, take care of those opportunities. You know, it doesn't have to be an extreme sport. Anybody can enjoy the outdoors and we live in such a beautiful area. Uh, It's nice to kind of be able to have that in our backyard. Well, Jessica, congratulations on your success uh, as a director of Discover 
Christopher Davis. Just going to the website, you really get the vibe of how you guys want to have fun and enjoy life. And so I think you're really onto something with the attaching yourself to the amusement aspect and all these wonderful family centers that you have. And it's just a matter of time before we get out of this current situation. And so the indoor, outdoor, both experiences we're, we're going to be embracing. And so all the best to you, Jessica Merrill. Thank you so much for your time today. I cannot wait to come up and check out Discover Davis and go to Antelope Island for the Dark Sky Initiative. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. And yes, you are welcome anytime. And I really hope you enjoy it because it really is a gem. Well, you were brought just by Utah Office of Tourism. They're the ones that asked us to give you a call and they're underwriting this program. So all the best to you, Jessica. Thank you for your time today. Thank you so much. Have a good day. Check out our interviews on the podcast page of kslnewsradio.com. I'm Chris Redgrave, host of Mighty Main Street. Stick around for more stories on KSL Radio. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.